I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favor to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Osbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 17th of May of Monday. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance, and startups. I'm Nadine Blaney, and I'm here with Annette Beecher. Annette, how are you today? Oh, we've had a cracking day today. First time we hadn't woken up and saw the NASDAQ collapse, (laughs) but uh, we're still watching Bitcoin with rye amusement. Well, yes. Um, I'm going to leave Bitcoin sitting right there for just a moment. We did see this Australian market finishing higher, second session in a row after Friday's gains. Uh, Look, it it appeared as if the market um, lost a little bit of its mojo after lunch, but we'll take the positives where we can get it. We saw a gold doing really well. In fact, Bellevue Gold was the best performer, one of the best performers on the 200 today. Uh, and if you're looking for a weight on the market overall, I suppose Macquarie, but it was trading ex-dividend, so fair fair call. And car sales had a terrible yeah. session. It sure did. What was the news associated with car sales? I'm just having a quick little yeah, look. I, I didn't see, but of course, anything related to new and used cars has had a spectacular session since I think used car prices are up 40%. It got to the stage where you could sell your car and possibly buy a new one, but of course, stock shortages being the key reason. But I'm not sure what happened today. Well, I mean, Credit Suisse is out saying that car sales looks like it's on track to meet its full year earnings guidance because of that strong performance, not just here, but in South Korea. It is expecting to see full year earnings of about $253 million. Um, So again, that's within the company's own guidance range. And Credit Suisse is raising some of its forecasts. Um, You know, but uh, what, what really hit company today was uh, the institutional component of the company's capital raising coming through. So there you go. That's the institutional entitlement offer today. And that is what has weighed on the share price. Like getting to the bottom of things. Good. Nothing to do with the outlook, which is still pretty good. No, but uh, you and I were both sort of scratching our head over elders. It's looking for a positive second half. It sees... um, you know, a, a lot of, of positivity coming through in terms of, um, you know, the the weather conditions, you know, the favorable cattle prices, et cetera, et cetera. But it does, um, it did sort of get sold off today. So again, our chat with Julia Lee at the end of the 
day. Yeah. You know, the market's suggested, forward-looking. Yeah, suggested all the good news was in the price. So I don't think it was necessarily negative. It's just like, well, what else have you got yeah. sort of theme. <laughs> and how long can these elevated prices continue? All right, Annette, two of the stocks, they are our stock of the day, but I'm going to get your view on them first. So Empol Viva Energy on the receiving end of a very big taxpayer um, handout. However, it's all about fuel and energy security. So is that money, in your view, well spent? Uh, I think it is well spent. My view today covers this. This is about fuel security in an era where COVID can shut down borders at a moment's notice. And no one is standing in the way of renewables energy. But in the meantime, while that gets up and running, we still have cars, trucks, buses, manufacturing to run. So just in terms of shoring up that uh, that energy security, I think, is crucial as part of a transformation process. Yeah, and I think it goes beyond that as well. In an era of uh, deteriorating relationships geopolitically in this region, and as well, you know, you look to cyber attacks. So this is something I'm banging on about a lot in our morning meetings. I mean, cyber attacks, if you saw what happened in the... I just think that you don't want to... We as a nation shouldn't leave ourselves vulnerable, you know, mm. completely at the mercy of external No, that's supply. right. After what found out uh, with Colonial last week, yeah. leaving the East Coast completely empty in the US of fuel, that's certainly something that should be front and centre in terms of our fuel security as well. So Annette refer- referred to her view. That is in the newsletter. If you are not a subscriber to the COB newsletter edition, you might want to get on board that as well. It's got some bonus uh, content in there. And Paul and Viva Energy were the stocks of the day. So Kashi sat down with Robert Cortlett from Macro Capital and Owen Raswicks from Rask Australia to get their view on Ampol Viva. Would they be buying the companies now? The actual deal is that the government will give them 1.8 cents per litre, which works out to be about $2.90 a barrel in subsidy payments. If the margin they're making on that barrel uh, is uh, $7.30 or below, Mm. Um, all the way up to uh, if they're making $10.20 um, per barrel in margin, at that point in time, the subsidy would cut out. So right. effectively what it means is <clears throat> if they're making ten twenty or less prior to this announcement, they're now going to make a minimum uh, margin of $10.20. Out of the two companies, we're actually preferring uh, Viva Energy. We think it's slightly right. better pres- positioned. But right now, Koshi, where the share prices are after today's movement, uh, I think you'd be selling the news. Bigger picture, if we just step back for a moment, we love these short-term catalysts um, if we're shareholders, but how did it how did it get this way? Um, and the question is, you know, can, is it sustainable? As a long-term investor myself, if I'm looking to own these companies for five or 10 years, am I sure that, you know, that the, the margins are sustainable? And to be honest, the answer that I have to come back to with both of the companies is no, I don't know. Um, and the, the fact is that we're getting a lot of cheap imports um, I think this is a great move. I think when we spoke about this last time, we said that this would probably be the outcome. Um, I think this is a great move for consumers. But as investors, you know, we don't have to own everything in the market. So for me, I, I actually prefer Ampol of the two businesses, but uh, I'm not in a rush to buy either of them right now. So they're not buying it today, uh, but still there were plenty of others who were with Viva Energy up by 7.5%. And Ampol up by 6.3% in today's session. 
So that is the stock of the, well, those are, to be correct, the stocks of the day. Uh, when we get into some of the other videos that you can access via the show notes, if you're into buys, we've got a link to Cara's interview with Justine Pollard, who's the founder of Smart Trading. So she talks about buys, but she also says that the most important strategy for equity investors is knowing when to exit. So I think that's probably worth a listen. And on a day where the gold miners outperform, Nathan Samasandram from Deep Data Analytics talks about his top picks in the gold sector. So yeah, there's some good interviews that you can listen to at the end of this podcast if you just want to click on the show notes. Um, Annette, we may as well talk your brief uh, because it's going to be a big one for jobs data and, and jobs meaning wages as well this week. Yeah, that that's right. We have uh, RBA minutes on Tuesday, uh, although thanks to a Guy to Bell speech and the statement of monetary policy, we're pretty well across what's going to be in that. But yes, all eyes on wages. Everybody, every analyst expects them to be fairly subdued. I mean, let's face it, a lot of uh, employees are barely off JobKeeper. So we're not talking about wage rises yet, but still will be one to watch. Uh, yet Thursday, employment, the first one after the end of JobKeeper, market looking for a blockbuster at 40,000. We spoke to ANZ's Catherine Birch. She seems to be on the softer side, looking for ten thousand increase. But yeah, you know, a little a little birdie's got me worried about employment. It, I think it might fall. It's a seasonal factor. You've got your Anzac Day. You've got your uh, Easter manipulation. So it, we could end up with a number that's not as the market expects. So that might be why the RBA is not making any decisions until July. And to round out a big week, we have April retail sales on Friday. So even though we've got a few sleep-starved uh, analysts after the budget last week, there's still a lot to chew on this week. A lot to chew on. And so what you're implying is that there is room for surprise. There's room for volatility. Mm -hmm. There certainly is. We could get an unexpected fall in employment and in the retail sales number and it'll be like the US. Everyone's all bulled up about the US and then you get a soft print yeah. that knocks the market on its heels. So I'm just not ruling out a bit of old-fashioned volatility driven by the Australian data this week. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're watching out for that tonight. We're listening out for Richard Clarida. He's the vice chair of the US Federal Re Reserve, arguably one of the most important people mm -hmm. uh, in terms of markets right now in the world. And so, again, we'll be listening out for any talk about inflation, the transitory influences. We're not expecting the tune to change at all. However, you never know. It's always a watching All you brief. need is a handful of words to get the markets moving. Yeah. Uh, he seems like a very careful and considered person. And a uh, little fun fact, he at one point recorded an album. He's got a little bit of a musical uh, take on life as well. <laughs> if you want to look that up, it's on YouTube. I've done my research. Um, <laughs> so we get uh, we get um, a manufacturing index as well tonight. That's key. Yes, Empire is always worth looking at. The New York index is known as the Empire Manufacturing Index. It was one of the first PMIs to really push for multi-decade highs in input costs. So mm -hmm. that is the subcomponent to look out for. Okay, so looking forward to everything that's to come in the US session. Also, as always, looking forward to tomorrow. We've got the CEO of Evita Medical on medical, I should say, at 9.20 a.m. Michael Frazis, PM at Frazis Capital Partners, 10.10 a.m. On the big picture, you've got some, some great guests in as well. Paul Bloxham from HSBC and Don Amstad from Aberdeen Standard. So that's at 
30. Luke Larative, fan favorite, PM at Seneca Financial Solutions. He's always pretty clear with what he's buying in that uh, smaller end of the market. So, yeah, another another busy one tomorrow. And again, the minutes. RBA minutes. 11.30. I was going to say 2.30, but no. That's for the actual meeting. Well, Annette, should we call it a day on this Monday? I think we should. I think we have feet up and watch what's going on in crypto space. Uh, Let's see what the Fed has to say. Looking forward to it. We'll see you all and uh, be talking with you tomorrow. See ya.